0: See you next week. RT8K News. Uh Hello there, maybe it's not the news, it's me again, Paul. Uh, we've got a little bit of a technical difficulty with the newsroom, which we're going to try and sort out. Uh, supply of flats in recent years, but property prices remain high. It's also allocating more land for public housing development, increasing the ratio to 7 to 3. But speaking to RTHK after appearing on a radio programme, Donald Choi says the private market simply can't solve the housing problem by itself.
1: If you look at the present unaffordability in housing, uh, most of them actually because the subsidized housing supply uh, cannot catch up with the demand. So they are pushed to the private sector. And private sector obviously cannot solve the problem alone. So government, I think, has a responsibility to increase the subsidized housing supply in Hong Kong. And Hong Kong government, I don't think, is any poorer than the Singapore's government. Uh, in Singapore, 80% of their population uh, live in government housing, and that is a model that I think worthwhile for us to consider.
0: The Financial Secretary Paul Chan is expecting Hong Kong's GDP growth to be flat for the first three months of this year. The quarterly figure will be released later n- next month. Writing in his weekly blog, Mr. Chan said growth momentum had slowed further from the fourth quarter of last year when the economy grew just 1.3 percent, the weakest quarterly reading since 2016. But Mr. Chan said the slowdown may end soon given recent positive developments in Sino-U.S. trade talks, adding that he's hopeful that the local and global economies will strengthen later this year. Labour Party lawmaker Fernando Zhang says none of the jailed Occupy leaders should have gone to prison for the public nuisance offences they were convicted of. He was speaking on RTHK's letter to Hong Kong after the sentencing on Wednesday of key figures in the 2014 civil disobedience movement. Four people were sent to prison immediately, while three other defendants were given suspended sentences and community service. Mr Zhang said they would have pleaded guilty to charges of unauthorised assembly or resisting police.
1: They were ready to accept the punishment of such offences, but to charge them with such vague and outdated offences in order to impose a much heavier punishment is clearly a political persecution. With their sentencing, Hong Kong's civilization and the rule of law is further deteriorating. Freedom of speech is further threatened.
0: Mr. Zhang also warned of the government's proposal to allow one-off extradition deals. The government wants to change the law to allow fugitives to be sent to jurisdictions with which Hong Kong doesn't have an agreement, including the mainland. Mr. Zhang said this will allow Beijing to capture political leaders of opposing views, journalists, academics, business people, or practically anyone they see as a threat. Mr. Junk says the decision to prosecute the Occupy Central leaders and not to prosecute the Secretary for Justice over illegal structures found at her husband's home was further proof of the deterioration in the rule of the law.
1: It looks like our rule of law is sinking so quickly that we will be on par with the mainland very soon. By then, it would make no difference if the extradition law is amended or not. Hong Kong will become only a mainland city in the Greater Bay Area, and the one country, two systems promised in the basic law will forever remain a dream for the naive.
0: Meanwhile, pro-democracy campaigners are set to take to the streets later this afternoon in protest against the extradition proposal. The Civil Human Rights Front is organizing the march from Causeway Bay to the Legislative Council building in Admiralty. Ahead of the protest, Hong Kong's last colonial governor, Chris Patton, has expressed his opposition to the changes, which he called an assault on Hong Kong's values, stability and security. The number of mainland individual travelers is expected to increase by 5% during the upcoming Golden Week holiday, thanks to the opening of the new cross-border bridge and the high-speed line at West Kowloon, But the number of tour groups is likely to stay flat, as many holiday makers may want to travel further away from home on the the four-day break. The Golden Week holiday kicks off on Wednesday on the mainland. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. China's ambassador in London has declared that Britain can and must work with the Chinese technology company Huawei in developing its 5G telecoms network. Writing in the Sunday Telegraph newspaper, Liu Xiaoming urged Britain to make independent decisions despite security concerns about the technology. The BBC's Paul Adams reports. Liu Xiaoming says Huawei has a good track record on security and that Britain should make what he calls the right decision based on its national interests and long-term development. And in an apparent reference to American warnings about the dangers of allowing Huawei to supply 5G technology, the ambassador says the UK should resist pressure and choose independent decision-making. He admits that in the case of 5G networks, security concerns are understandable, but he says those risks must not be allowed to incite fear. A man has opened fire with an assault rifle inside a synagogue in California, killing a woman and injuring three other people. The suspect, named as John Ernest, a 19-year-old San Diego resident, gave himself up to police. At a rally in Wisconsin, President Trump said America's heart was the victim of the attack. Our entire nation mourns the loss of life, prays for the wounded, and stands in solidarity with the Jewish community. We forcefully condemn the evil of anti-Semitism and hate, which must be defeated. The people of Spain go to the polls today for their third general election in the last four years. None of the five leading political parties is expected to win a majority. The BBC's James Reynolds reports from Madrid avenues here in Spain's capital are lined
1: with a series of rather discreet posters featuring the country's party leaders. Apart from that, there's very little visible sign that an election is taking place. Spaniards vote so regularly that they appear to need little reminder to go to the polls. But this time, voters have to pick their way through a political system which has been shattered into pieces. For the first time in recent history... Five national parties are contending for a share of power. A far-right party called Vox is one of them. Its leaders attack multiculturalism and feminism, and they threaten to end self-rule for regions like Catalonia. The country's socialist prime minister, Pedro Sanchez, who led the final
0: opinion polls, presents himself as a blockade against the advance of the hard right. Sport and the race for the English Premier League title could take yet another twist tonight. Manchester City take on Burnley and a win would put them a point ahead of Liverpool at the top with just two games to go. City boss Pep Guardiola says winning the league gets tougher every year.
1: The people know that you before we did plus points close to 90s, now you have to be close to 100. So the standard was last season and uh, we helped to Liverpool to achieve that and Liverpool helped us to maintain this level we communicate each other really well.
0: There are also two key matches in the race for the Champions League places. Fifth-placed Arsenal go to Leicester in the early game before fourth-placed Chelsea visit Manchester United. United have struggled in recent weeks, fi- failing, falling to sixth-in-the-table, and boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer say they have to do better. They've all seen the reality the last few uh, few weeks, where we're at. The total points is 70 in average, for every five last seasons, we are now on 64. So that's where we're at. And that's not good enough. And that's not just down to the last six, seven, eight games. Lionel Messi has clinched the eighth La Liga title for Barcelona in 11 seasons as he scored the only goal in a 1-0 win at home to Levante. The Argentine star struck his 34th goal of the campaign after coming off the bench for the second half to help Barcelona wrap up the title with three games remaining. Formula One, Finnish driver Valtteri Bottas will be on pole position for today's Azerbaijan Grand Prix. He'll start ahead of his Mercedes teammate Lewis Hamilton, but it was a qualifying session with not one but two crashes. Here's the former Formula One driver Jolyon Palmer's take on it.
1: It was a strange session, but we're in a strange place, and so often it is the case in Baku. Uh, Red flags were the order of the day, and it was because we had Robert Kubica hit the wall at the end of Q1, brought out the red flags, they repaired the barrier as well as taking Kubica's car away. And then uh, the favourite, Charles Leclerc, did the same in Q2. So the session went on, and we lost one of our main contenders.
0: To in the news, our top stories once again. The chief executive of Kemp says Hong Kong needs to follow Singapore's lead in housing. The financial secretary warns that first quarter economic growth is likely to be stagnant. The news from RTHK.
1: RTHK,
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a journey... by A journey which along the way will bring to you new colour... New dimension, new value, value, value and value. a new experience.
1: looks bright on that dream graphite and glitter on